Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 140. So that was quite the week, huh? (laughs) I'm sure everyone else knows exactly what happened and what they think about it, but I at least am still processing. I'm still processing what happened. What's, What's happening? Who remembers the world before 9-11. The world that existed before 9-11 died on 9-11, and we never got it back. And I know a lot of us right now are hoping that because of a vaccine or because of whatever, that we're going to get back the world that existed before COVID. And I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're ever going to get back to a pre-COVID world. And I don't think we're going back to a pre-January 6th world either. The world that we knew, the world as we knew it, is gone. It ain't coming back. (laughs) It ain't coming back. Things are only going to get crazier, crazier. Now, that kind of begs the question, crazier in which direction? Now, I don't think that's predictable. All I can say is that everything that's happened for the last year has, has revealed the fragility of the system, and it's increased the fragility of that system. And a fragile system, you can't say when or how it's going to break you just know it's going to happen. <laughs> it's like every time you drop your iPhone, <laughs> which seems to happen to me about once every two days, but every time I drop it and it doesn't break, I feel pretty good. But in the back of my mind, I know that my iPhone has one less drop in it. <laughs> it's got one less drop left. So if we can't predict what's going to happen, we can't plan for it, per se. But maybe we can prepare. And looking back, there were ways that I, at least, and maybe you as well, should have been better prepared for COVID. And maybe that should inform how we start to prepare for the next pandemic. And to take this a step further, how can we prepare for the failure of basic government services? How can we prepare for the power going out? How can we prepare for the cops not picking up the phone? Or or take it further, how can we prepare for a full-blown civil war? And the question I start to ask myself is, outside of my immediate family, who do I rely on? And, and, What would I do if they stopped showing up? Now, look at COVID. I think the Mormons were probably the best prepared for COVID because they have to have a year's worth of food stockpiled. Now, failure of basic government services. And I know that you probably think this is preposterous or that I'm being hyperbolic, but Look, we've already seen the cops standing down in confrontations across this country all goddamn summer. That is a fact. And and we've already seen the impact on crime. In New York, murders were up 40% year over year. They were up 
50% in Chicago, 60% in Phoenix, 70% in Minneapolis, 90% in Milwaukee. And it doesn't take a genius to draw a line through the dots here. At the same time, we're seeing a explosion in gun sales. I went and looked at the Knicks data. In 2009, when Obama was elected and everybody on the right was losing their fucking minds, there were 14 million background checks run. In 2019, there were 28 million. And then this year, in 2020, there were 40 million. That's a lot of new gun owners. That's a lot of new guns in a populace that is increasingly agitated and angry. What else? What else do we have to prepare for? Well, we've already seen the failure of California to supply power <laughs> and, and to prevent crime and, and to control drug abuse. California is a failed state. California has just been run directly into the ground. Right now, in San Francisco, it is illegal not to wear a mask, but they have stopped prosecuting shoplifting. They have stopped prosecuting resisting arrest. They have stopped prosecuting larceny. They can't prevent street crime. They can't keep the goddamn lights on. And anything California can fail at you should prepare for. Now, <laughs> will we see a civil war? I've been watching a Granada documentary on the Spanish civil war. So, you know, I'm probably biased. Take that into account. But in Spain, from 1936 to 1939, three years, half a million dead. And what happened at a very high level is that the liberal... Republican Party couldn't hold the center. You had forces pulling people to the extremes in either direction, either to the left, which was socialist and communist, or to the right, which was, you know, this sort of chaotic squabbling mixture of, of monarchists and fascists and military and traditionalists. And what happened is, as these two sides pulled apart, tensions escalated. And that led to violence, which led to escalation, which only widened the gap between the two sides. And, and the liberal democratic government that was trying to maintain some sense of order, of stability, it fell into that gap, into that, into that chasm, <laughs> into that abyss. The result was revenge and atrocity and reprisals and murders and executions for three years. And then Spain had to go through 30 years of a Franco dictatorship. Now, it's always dangerous to draw these kinds of parallels. But at the moment, we certainly have lots of the elements of, of civil war of civil war or, or revolution. Look at the explosion in our debt. Look at the loss of trust in the government. Look at the overproduction of, of an elite class that isn't getting the status they think they deserve. We have a ruling class that hates itself. 
And maybe I'm getting too worked up. Maybe it is the heat of the moment and and the hyperbolic rhetoric I'm seeing. But what's the divorce term? What's the term in divorce they use? Irreconcilable differences. <laughs> That's it. I feel in this country, we're starting to have irreconcilable differences. Now, personally, I think it's reprehensible for the president-elect to describe the Americans who were involved on January 6th as, quote, domestic terrorists. Look, what does America do to terrorists? It tortures them at black sites. It murders them through drone strikes. It's that kind of incendiary language and and the coordinated repressive moves against free speech that are being made by, by these monopolistic social media platforms over the last few days that make things worse. And then you have escalation. You have someone on the other side who says something just as incendiary, just as inflammatory. And, and they put the backs of half of this country against the wall. And... When people feel trapped, when people think that they're being persecuted and and prosecuted, right? Let's not forget actual prosecution for their political beliefs. I think that's when the risk of real violence starts. Now, what actually happens, I don't know. No one knows. It's impossible to know. But... But, 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 we can prepare. That's all I've got for this crazy week. I will catch you later.